Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, Mr. Kipato? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Scott Wasco. This is another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, aka TCK Pod. You can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. Find Bobby Lamarco as well on Twitter by his name. Instagram, find me at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and find Bobby as well. Fantasy football X factor. Make sure you give a subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to hit the bell and leave comments as I go through this week's player spotlight of new Colts quarterback, Carson Wentz. You can also leave a rate and review anywhere you listen to your podcasts. All right. I am going to get into my player spotlight of Carson Wentz. Before I do that, though, I want to get through uh, our sponsors for the episode. Uh, I want to pay some bills, want to give some respects, want to give some shout outs, and then we'll get into episode 403 of the TCK pod. So first up, you know how we do this. I want to give a shout out to our good friends at the Jersey Jungle the Jersey Jungle, you can DM them on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK to save 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three or more jerseys. Once again, hit up my boy Trenton at the Jersey Jungle on Instagram at the Jersey Jungle. Tell him TCK sent you. Save 10% and 15% off of one to two to three plus jerseys. They got football, baseball, basketball, world soccer as well. They got rookies coming in. Recently, they have throwbacks. They'll be having some more of those dope throwbacks that the NFL has been talking about recently, too. So check in with the Jersey Jungle once again, the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. Use the promo code TCKPOD. Next up, I want to uh, give a shout out to Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, new sponsor of the podcast recently. TCK, 10% off of your order as well. Again, banana-based, not banana-flavored hot sauce. Go to seekthespice.com. You have two different flavor options. You have the white label, which is a bit more mild. And then you have the red label, the Mui Mui, which is more spicy for those of you that want that summer heat. Check it out. Enjoy it. Use it and get in bulk up now so you can use it in your draft days coming up here in late summer. Once again, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Use the promo code TCK for 10% off of your order. Banana-based, not banana-flavored hot sauce. Seekthespice.com. And before we get into... Carson Wentz, we have a new sponsor, a third sponsor, brand new sponsor here, Red Zone, draftwithredzone.com. He's our new sponsor with us again, promo code TCK, you know how we do it, 10% off of their draft package. Here's the deal. We're getting through June, it's July, we're going to have all of July, we're going to have August. August is really draft season for fantasy football, and you need to have your draft package. If you do a live draft, we're coming out of the quarantine. You're going to have more live drafts coming up. If you have that and you want to get your buddies back into the garage or the man cave or the woman cave, the dungeon, wherever you have that, and you want to get into your live draft, Red Zone Draft has all that you need. They have the board. They have the player tags. They even have trophies. They have a ring. They have some smack talk banners that you can use. You are going to want to have this package for your live drafts. My home league does a live draft every year. We're going to be getting this. Save 10% right now off of your order by using the promo code TCK. Once again, visit draftwithredzone.com for more details. Okay, y'all, we got through 
the three sponsors. Again, shouts out to the Jersey Jungle, Bomb Banana Hot Sauce, and Red Zone Draft Boards. Okay. Every week we dive in. Bobby and I each select one player profile, player spotlight. Last week I skipped mine because we had episode 400 with Mike Taglier. If you have not yet checked that out, please go back, dial back a couple episodes, and check out episode 400 with the one and only Mike Taglier of Fantasy Pros. I'm a huge fan of his, as you all know, and I was honored to have him on the podcast last week for episode 400. I am going to get into Carson Wentz here. Now, Carson Wentz, of course, former number two overall pick with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2016. He was traded to the Colts in exchange for a 2021 third-round pick this year. I'll get into that in a second. And a conditional 2022 second-round pick that can resort to a first-round pick for the Eagles if Wentz plays either 75% of the snaps for the Colts or 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. His current ECR right now, expert consensus ranking, is QB 17, and his ADP is QB 19, going in the back of the 12th round, about 12-9 right now, his pick. Now, with that third-round pick this year, the Eagles drafted defensive tackle Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech with the third-round pick acquired in the Wentz deal, and the Eagles most recently just gave Carson Wentz $128 million in a contract extension less than two years ago, and now they will be taking a cap hit of nearly $34 million to move on from that money after his worst season as a pro in 2020. So, of course, the objective here is to break him down as objectively as I possibly can. If you've been listening to this podcast for the last four years, you know that I have not been the biggest Carson Wentz fan in fantasy football. Now, he has produced very high, which we will get into, and he's produced below where we thought he was going to be more often than not, and he's unfortunately been hurt quite a bit. And the Eagles, as an offense, have been very unpredictable for fantasy football. So he's been tough. Now, I'm going to kind of just give you objective numbers, facts, comparisons this year with him going to the Colts and reuniting with Frank Reich, what Phillip Rivers was able to do last year on the Colts, and what uh, some of Carson Wentz's history was with the Philadelphia Eagles with Frank Reich back in the day. We'll break all that down for you for fantasy and for um, – just standard football. And then, of course, I will make a couple of comparisons later and I'll give you a couple of goal predictions and ultimately where I sit on Carson Wentz. So, again, if you're just tuning in and you want to hit that, smash the uh, bell and make sure to subscribe right here on YouTube and leave us a rate and review anywhere you listen to the podcast. I know every single podcast says that and every YouTube page says it. I will tell you that for up-and-coming accounts like ourselves, it is extra important for the algorithms and for these machines to recognize what we're doing. So I truly mean it, and it is uh, a sincere thanks for those of you that do take one second watching this video, hit the subscribe button, and smash the bell, and leave a quick comment on how you feel about Carson Wentz this year. And it also helps a lot for those of you that have not already to just dive in wherever you're listening to the podcast jump in, leave a rate and review, an honest rate and review. If you think we deserve a two, let us know why. If we deserve a five, please also let us know why there too. I read every single one of them. I always reply back and I appreciate it, but it does help us tremendously to get the word out to leave a rate and review. So I know everybody says it, but it means a lot to us. And I would really, really appreciate those of you that are able to do it. Okay. I just mentioned that Carson Wentz had his worst season as a pro in 2020. Let's dive into that here. 
per Kevin Wheeler of the draft zone. In 2020, Carson Wentz had a 6.6 accuracy rating. That was 33rd in the NFL. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, right? 33rd in the NFL, 6.6 accuracy rating. He had a 70.6 true passer rating. He was 30th in the NFL. True passer rating basically eliminates uh, spiked balls, kneel downs, throwaways, things like that. So actual attempted real passes, it kind of uh, secludes all of those. 70.6 true passer rating, 30th in the NFL. 30th, uh, 30 interceptable passes. He was tied for second in the NFL there. Obviously uh, very risky. 57.3% 57.3% completion percentage, 34th in the NFL. 32% pressured completion percentage, 32nd in the NFL. 31.6 deep ball completion percentage of 20-plus yards, average depth of target, 27th in the NFL. So once again, in accuracy, true passer rating, interceptable passes, completion percentage, pressured completion percentage, and deep ball completion percentage accuracy of 20-plus average depth of target. Carson Wentz was 33rd, 30th, tied for second in most inter- interceptable passes, 34th, 32nd, and 27th, respectively, in all of those categories. So bottom of the league in each one of them this year in 2020. Meanwhile, Phillip Rivers last year with the Colts at age 37, had 4,169 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions after 20 interceptions in 2019, his last year with the Chargers. He was 28th in sacks taken with only 19. This is important. Phillip Rivers, who has no mobility at all, right? He's never been a rusher. He's great pocket presence, but he doesn't have great mobility in the pocket. He was 28th in sacks taken with just 19. That is excellent. Carson Wentz took 50 sacks in four fewer games last year. Phillip Rivers took 19 sacks last year. Carson Wentz took 50 in four fewer games. Those 50 sacks for Carson Wentz were the NFL high. He led the league, unfortunately, in sacks taken, and he played 12 games. That's 4.17 sacks per game played. Four sacks per game Carson Wentz was taking. For perspective, Daniel Jones was second on the list here, 3.21. Joe Burrow, 3.2. Deshaun Watson, 3.06. So Carson Wentz had one more sack per game than Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, and Deshaun Watson, and the rest of the league, of course, as well. That shouldn't happen with the Colts' offensive line. The Colts' offensive line ranked number seven in 2020 by Pro Football Focus, and they're number two entering 2021. So they ranked number seven in 2020 by Pro Football Focus, the offensive line for the Colts. This year, they're ranking number two entering 2021. Philadelphia, on the other hand, last year with Carson Wentz, was 19th in 2020. They're ranking this year at 17th coming into 2021. So a humongous upgrade here for Carson Wentz in just offensive line protection. Now his 35.8 sack career, so 38, 35.8 sacks per season that Carson Wentz takes on average over his career would have been eighth most in the NFL in 2020. So 
this should be an upgrade here, right? We'd like to see the upgrades. Upgrade in offensive line. That should help his entire presence. We just said that his pressured completion percentage last year, 32% completion percentage under pressure, 32nd in the NFL. Second most interceptable passes because of pressure. Again, he's going from the 19th ranked offensive line from last year to the perceived number two ranked offensive line heading into 2021 for proof football focus. That should be a huge upgrade there. Let's take a look at some of Carson Wentz's fantasy production throughout his career. So he's played six seasons in the NFL. We know he's been on and off the field. So let's break these down here. We look at his rookie season was 2016. QB 24 overall, QB 29 in points per game with 13.31 fantasy points per game in his rookie season. Rookie season, not going to hold it against him. We'll move on. 2017 is the magical Carson Wentz season that everybody wants to see again. He was QB 5 overall, QB 2 in fantasy points per game. And he had 21.83 fantasy points per game in 13 games that he played. Now, of course, again, he dove into the end zone. We all remember, dove into the end zone, got hit in his knee, ruined his season. Nick Foles goes on to win the Super Bowl over Brady, right? The rest is history. But that season, 2017, he was in the MVP race, and he was QB5 overall, playing 13 games. He was still QB5. And he was QB2 in fantasy points per game. 2016 and 2017 were under Frank Reich. Let's put a pin in that for a little bit. We'll get back to that in a little bit. Frank Reich goes with the Colts, and Doug Peterson takes over for the Eagles in 2018. Carson Wentz in 11 games. QB 23 overall, QB 18 in fantasy points per game. 17.51 fantasy points per game in 11 games in 2018. 2019, QB 9 overall. But QB 13 in fantasy points per game plays the entire season for only the second time in his career, all 16 games, 17.68 fantasy points per game. And last year, QB 22 overall in 12 games, QB 20 in fantasy points per game and 17.78 fantasy points per game in 12 games. He was QB 14 before Jalen Hurts took over. So 2018, 2019, and 2020, Listen to these fantasy points per game in 18, 19, and 20. 17.51, 17.68, 17.78. So he has been ascending by about 0.1% or 0.1 points, I should say. Uh, But again, under 18 fantasy points per game is not going to get it done for a upper echelon quarterback. Now, in 2017, that MVP season, he was getting nearly 22 fantasy points per game in those 13 games, QB2 in points per game, QB5 overall. So we want to see Carson Wentz at least split the difference here between 17 and a half and about 22. If he can get us 19 fantasy points, he's going to severely outproduce his current ADP of the 12th round right now at QB19 and ADP. Carson Wentz's averages in overall quarterback performance in fantasy football, 16.6 over a six-year career. In fantasy points per game, 16.4. So he is 
16, basically QB 16 and a half on average through his six seasons in the NFL. Or through his five seasons in the NFL, I should say. 2016, 17, 18, 19, and 20. His current ECR expert consensus ranking, QB 17, and ADP QB 19, 12th round, ninth pick. So again, he's basically an average QB 16 and a half right now through his five seasons. That's half a QB, if you want to say that, ahead of the ECR right now, and that's two and a half ahead of the ADP. All right, let's take a deeper dive here of Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers under Frank Reich and what Frank Reich's tendencies might be here with Carson Wentz and the Colts in general. Frank Reich coached Wentz in Philadelphia in 2016, his rookie year, in his 2017 season. I mentioned kind of that MVP-ish season. Now, if he doesn't get hurt, he may win that MVP. Carson Wentz might be the one to take the Eagles past the Patriots that season. But we all know that he got hurt. Nick Foles comes in. The rest is history. Philly special, everything else. Now, again, Frank Reich leaves Philadelphia and goes to Indianapolis to take the head coaching position in 2018. In 2017, the MVP-ish season for Carson Wentz with Frank Reich as offensive coordinator in Philadelphia. Wentz threw 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions while averaging 7.5 yards per attempt. Since 2018, after Frank Reich went to Indianapolis, Wentz has thrown 64 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, and 6.7 yards per attempt average. So he's dropped basically a yard per attempt average since Frank Reich left. Through 12 weeks in 2017 prior to the injury, Wentz's Eagles threw the 13th most targets in the NFL. So essentially the 13th most passes in the NFL. 31st or second least in running back targets. So of those 13th most targets the Eagles threw in 2017 with Wentz before his injury, the second least amount of targets in the National Football League went to the running back position. This is important. We'll get to it in a little bit later. Just 9.3% of the Eagles' targets in 2017 went to the running back position. The only team that threw less was the Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Buccaneers, who we know threw 1% of their passes to running backs. So 31st or second least amount of running back targets at just 9.3% from Carson Wentz in 2017 to his running backs 19th most to the wide receivers at 56.9% and sixth most to the tight end 33.8%. We know Carson Wentz likes to target the tight end, but is that a Frank Reich thing or a Carson Wentz thing? Because spoiler alert, Phillip Rivers does as well. In 2016, Philadelphia was sixth in pass attempts per game with 38.1. That's Carson Wentz's Rookie season, they were sixth in pass attempts with 38.1. In 2017, they were 13th with 35.3 pass attempts per game. So they threw over 35 pass attempts per game with Carson Wentz under Frank Reich in 2016 and 2017. In 2018, the Colts, with Andrew Luck, were third in pass attempts with 39.6 
nearly 40 pass attempts with Andrew Luck in 2018. Of course, Andrew Luck retires in 2019. The Colts were 25th with Jacoby Brissett with just 32 pass attempts. So we know that the, the Colts in 2019 plummeted. We know that after Andrew Luck retired right before the season, essentially. In 2020, they were 17th last year with Phillip Rivers with 35 pass attempts. So if you take 2019 out because they kind of got blindsided by uh, Andrew Luck and, and Jacoby Brissett is just not the, you know, the, the deep, deep passer. They had 38 pass attempts in 2016, 35 pass attempts in 2017, 39 pass attempts in 2018, and 35 pass attempts in 2020. Phillip Rivers threw the 21st most targets in 2020. Fourth most went to the running backs at 25.7%. This is important. Third fewest went to the wide receivers, 51.5%. Twelfth most went to the tight ends, 22.8%. I'm going to get back to those comparisons with Rivers and Wentz to the running backs, the wide receivers, and the tight ends in just a little bit. So I know this is a lot of numbers, so I'm trying to go slow. But Rivers to the 21st most targets in 2020, fourth most to running backs, third fewest to wide receivers, and 12th most to tight ends. In 2018, Philadelphia was 7th with 37.2. In 2019, they were 9th with 37.7. In 2020, they were 11th with 37.4. From 2018 to 2020, the Colts were 17th, 4th, and 10th in rush attempts per game, respectively. So Carson Wentz comes over, and we know that Phillip Rivers has always had a strong run game with the Chargers, back to LaDainian Tomlinson, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. And now he goes last year, right? And it was Marlon Mack for half a game. And then it was Jordan Wilkins, and Jonathan Taylor took a minute to get going, and it was Naheem Hines. But down the stretch, it was all Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor smoked, right? So from 2018 to 2020, under Frank Reich, the running game was 17th, 4th, and 10th in rush attempts per game, respectively. We'll see how that affects Carson Wentz. If Frank Reich can return to his pass-heavy approach, Reflective in 2016, Wentz's rookie year in Philadelphia. 2018, with the, his first year in Indianapolis with Luck as his quarterback, or at least a 60-40 pass rush ratio. And Wentz can return to his former MVP-ish self in 2017 with a fresh start with the Colts. Pre-injury, I think Carson Wentz and the Colts can be a serious problem in the AFC, and I think that Carson Wentz can severely outpace his ADP currently in the 12th round again as QB19. The Colts have an offensive line, quality receivers, running backs, and they have a top 10 defense that's playoff ready. So that is going to be able to get the ball back, hopefully, to the offense more often. Philadelphia, they were getting shredded constantly last year, especially in that secondary, and they were just giving up long drive after long drive after long drive. Of course, that doesn't allow for the offense to be on the field that often. The Colts should be able to get the ball back, be able to stall drives, and they play in this division with Houston and Jacksonville, I think they're going to be uh, uh, an absolute monster this year and give Carson Wentz more opportunity. The Eagles had a beat-up and old offensive line, two tight ends as their leading passing game. 
Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, kind of Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, who barely played. They were both hurt pretty much all season. And Jalen Reger, who was – I think he's going to be a really good wide receiver eventually, but he barely played last year as well. They had an up-and-down run game until the very end and a defense that ranked 20th in points allowed in 2020. So let's go back really quick to those numbers I was mentioning. Through weeks 12 – excuse me, through week 12 uh, in 2017, prior to the injury, Wentz's Eagles threw the 13th most targets, second least to the running backs, 19th most to the wide receivers, sixth most to the tight ends. Last year, Phillip Rivers threw the 21st most targets, fourth most to the running backs, third fewest to the wide receivers, and 12th most to the tight ends. So those numbers tell me that it's quarterback preference in the tendencies under Frank Reich. Right, Rivers prefers dump offs to the running backs. We know that he's always done that with Ladanian Tomlinson, Austin Eckler, Darren Sproles back in the day. Um, he even had you know uh, Ryan Matthews uh, for a while there in San Diego, and of course Austin Eckler most recently. Wentz does not so much. Wentz leans heavier on the wide receivers, and both of them seem to hyper target the tight ends. So this is going to be interesting. I think this benefits Wentz overall for fantasy purposes because he's going to be attacking downfield more often. Now, Naheem Hines has a, a built-in role as a pass catcher. Jonathan Taylor is a better pass catcher than I think he gets credit for. They will catch some passes, and Naheem Hines, of course, more than Jonathan Taylor. But this isn't going to be dump-off central like it was last year with Rivers. This is going to be Wentz is in trouble, his reads aren't open, and then he flicks it off. This isn't going to be just, you know, played ability for him to flick it down. Because Wentz doesn't run like he did after his after his injury, but we know that he can obviously run much better than Phillip Rivers. So I think this leans better for Carson Wentz than it did Phillip Rivers last year with the same weapons because Carson Wentz will look to target it downfield, whereas Phillip Rivers looked to dump it down. So I think the running backs in the pass game take a dive a little bit. The receivers increase, and the tight ends, I think, level out. Now, we've seen Carson Wentz's ceiling so far in fantasy, which is, again, that 2017 MVP-ish season, QB5 overall, QB2 in points per game. That season, the Eagles had the number one ranked offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. In 2017, the year they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots, they had the number one offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. As mentioned before, the Colts are projected by Pro Football Focus this season to have the number two offensive line unit heading into 2021. Obviously, that is a tremendous upgrade from last year's Eagles offense that was beat up, old, and couldn't stay healthy. If that stands true, Wentz has a real chance to seriously outperform this QB19 ADP, and that 12th round ADP I think is going to uh, spike as well. Now, again, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last four years, you know that I've faded Carson Wentz pretty much every season. He's been on my do not draft list. He's been on my bust list. He's been on my you know would rather not list each season, even in 2017 when he before that breakout. But he has a rushing average of 212 yards per season and a and 1.6 rushing touchdowns per season as well. He had a career high last year of five rushing touchdowns. And again, only played 12 games. 
Now that's about 31 fantasy points on the ground alone. Doesn't sound like a lot. I understand, but 31 extra fantasy points because he can run the ball. That's 31 fantasy points that Brady doesn't have that, uh, you know, Phillip rivers didn't have that big Ben doesn't have anymore. Right. Um, that is kind of a sneaky, nice floor. And in the red zone, if he has to scramble, we know that he can get in again, five rushing touchdowns last year from Carson Wentz in what was his worst throwing season. It was his best rushing season. So if he can just average those out, he should be just fine. I currently have Carson Wentz as my QB 16. Again, ECR 17, ADP 19. I have him right now as my QB 16. Now I'd be higher on Carson Wentz if he didn't have such a shaky wide receiver and tight end group. For example, T.Y. Hilton last year, wide receiver 11 in weeks two, uh, 12 through 17, which is obviously quite impressive, but he was wide receiver 85 in weeks 1 through 11 between Jakeem Grant and K.J. Hamler. Again, T.Y. Hilton ended the season great. He might have even helped people win fantasy titles last year down the stretch, but T.Y. Hilton was wide receiver 11 from weeks 12 to 17 but he was wide receiver 85 in weeks one through 11 between Jakeem Grant and KJ Hamler. Michael Pittman, my dog out of USC, loved him going to the Colts. I thought it's a good match. I still think it's a good match. He's on a lot of people's breakout uh, boards this year, and he will probably be on one of mine. I think it's his talent, and it's also what Carson Wentz, his tendencies like to do as well. Michael Pittman, in my opinion, has massive upside here. But we haven't seen consistency from him yet. First of all, he's got to stay on the field. Secondly, we got to see the con- the consistent targets. When Philip Rivers was able to get him, you know, five, six, seven, eight targets a game, we saw the production happening, and we know that he can take. You know, he's a big body receiver, so he's more of a contested catch guy. But he does have the wheels to get down the sideline if they're able to spread the ball out. And we know that you know Rivers had one or two bombs a game. Carson Wentz is going to have five or six, and those are going to go to T.Y. Hilton, of course, down the seam but they're also going to go to Michael Pittman. Now, in 2017, again, the MVP-ish season, before the injury, Alshon Jeffrey, who, believe it or not, used to be great, Alshon Jeffrey led the Eagles in targets with 120, receiving touchdowns with nine. He was second on the team with receiving yards at 789, and he was third on the team in receptions with 57. So if Alshon Jeffrey can put that up with Carson Wentz. Again, 120 targets and nine touchdowns, solid. Michael Pittman, who I think is a better receiver than Alshon Jeffrey was at that particular time. I think that they're and just younger, youthful, and not battling the injuries that Alshon Jeffrey had his entire career. If Michael Pittman can get 120 targets, I think he can get nine touchdowns at least, maybe double digits, and receiving yards, I think he can get upwards of 1,000 which would outpace Jeffrey by about 300, and he can get potentially 60, 70, 80 catches. That would be tremendous, obviously. And that's going to take Michael Pittman from a late-round flyer to potentially a back-end wide receiver too. So keep an eye on Michael Pittman, and I think Michael Pittman and his ability in comparison to Alshon Jeffrey in 2017 ups Carson Wentz as well. Furthermore, Travis Fulgham was the wide receiver one. Yes, the wide receiver one from weeks four through eight with Carson Wentz putting up 96 and a half PPR points during that stretch. No other receiver over weeks four through eight scored more 
than 10 plus points uh, better than Travis Fulgham. Travis Fulgham scored 10 plus more points, 10 to 15 more points than Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs, who all played five games over that stretch. Now, guys like DK Metcalf and, and Devontae Adams were in that mix as well, but they had bye weeks and they hadn't played for one reason or another, so I took them out. But of wide receivers who were up in that upper echelon during weeks four through eight, who had five games to compete with Travis Fulgham, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Tyreek Hill, and um, Stephon Diggs, all of them were outpaced by 10-plus fantasy points by Travis Fulgham during that time. Now, Travis Fulgham completely basically disappeared down the stretch with Jalen Hurts, so we'll see what happens with this year with the Eagles. But, again, Carson Wentz wants to find a guy. I don't think it's going to be T.Y. Hilton at this point of his career. I think it's going to be Michael Pittman, and even that T.Y. Hilton isn't T.Y. of old, he's another weapon. So keep an eye on who Carson Wentz likes early because that guy is going to be a waiver guy because even T.Y. Hilton's getting drafted late as well. Zach Paschal and Paris Campbell are exciting hopefuls as well, but nothing to bank on yet. Again, a good four quality wide receivers to keep an eye on for Carson Wentz. Now, we all know that Zach Ertz, tight end for the Eagles, dominated with Wentz, right? Numerous. I mean, he was getting drafted basically number two behind Kelsey for a couple seasons, number three maybe with George Kittle. Dominated with Wentz in Philadelphia. So did Dallas Goddard. Both of them finished as top 10 tight ends in the season. But now he's got Jack Doyle, who's way past his prime and can't stay healthy. Mo Alley-Cox, who's huge and a great red zone presence and could be maybe a late-round breakout tight end flyer. But can he actually be a true number one? And then they have rookie Kylan Granson out of SMU. So they don't right now have a bona fide, I want that tight end guy yet for Carson Wentz. Now, again, Carson Wentz likes it target the tight end. Frank Reich likes to utilize the tight end. So I like Mo Alley-Cox probably the best. Maybe Jack Doyle if Mo Alley-Cox has any trouble. And then Kylan Granson and Dynasty Taxi Squad just to see what happens with him because Jack Doyle is going to be gone and we'll see if Mo Alley-Cox actually works out. But keep an eye on the tight end position in general this year. I don't think anybody's necessarily going to be Zach Ertz, but if it's going to be somebody, it could be Mo Alley-Cox or Kylan Granson, if one of those guys go down and he gets the opportunity. So who knows what we're going to see this year in Indianapolis, but to say it's a wide range of possible outcomes, I think would be an understatement. You know, let's hope for the best for Carson Wentz. I hope the guy's great. I really do. I, I like him as a person. I'm, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm all about the North Dakota state, you know, my boy Trey Lance went there as well. Um, so I, I hope Carson Wentz can do well and, and bounce back in his career, but he's been beat up. There, he kind of got pushed out of Philadelphia, didn't feel welcome there anymore because it's a horrendous fan base if you're not on their side, or they're not on your side, I should say. He goes to Indianapolis, much smaller market, pretty pretty mellow fan base, you know, supportive fan base, um, spoiled with quarterbacks for the most part over the last, you know, 20 plus years. Peyton Manning and then Andrew Luck and then Phillip Rivers is in the mix. They've been kind of up and down otherwise. But Carson Wentz has an opportunity here to restart his career with Frank Reich, who he was most successful with before he left and Doug Peterson took over. And he has a good group around him. I didn't get much into the running game, but I just went into <clears throat> tendencies more or less. The running game could be special. If Jonathan Taylor can maintain what he did at the end of the season and they can kind of 
you know, piggyback on that run game. And they got Naheem Hines out of the backfield. Jordan Wilkins to mix things up. And Marlon Mack, if he's got any juice after that Achilles injury, I think that's only a plus for Carson Wentz, right? Plus he's kind of sneaky mobile. Again, career high five rushing touchdowns in 2020. So he's got a nice floor. He's got huge upside. We know QB2 upside. And I would argue where the Eagles were in 2017, yes, I know they went to the Super Bowl and they beat the Patriots. But as a team and with fantasy assets, I would say that the Colts in 2021, as the roster is right now and everybody's healthy, the offensive line, the defense to get the ball back and stall drives for the opponents, Carson Wentz starting over with Frank Reich, the receiving core as a whole, and the running back unit, I think is better overall than the 2017 Eagles. If you disagree, feel free to drop a comment here on the YouTube video and let me know. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, Sky Guasco, or Instagram, Fantasy Football underscore TCK Pod, and let me know that you disagree with that. But I think if I put, you know, apples to oranges, I'll take this year's Colts right now over the 2017 Eagles for fantasy purposes. And if we can get Carson Wentz right, I think he can severely outpace his current ECR and ADP of QB 17 and QB 19, respectively. So, you know, I always leave you with two bold predictions. Very simple. Bold prediction number one, Carson Wentz finishes as a top 12 quarterback, a QB one. You're drafting him in the 12th round right now. And my bold prediction is he finishes as a QB 12. Or a QB one over, you know, QB one as a whole in a top 12 QB. My second bold prediction, I'll amp it up a little bit. We'll get back to 2017-ish. Carson Wentz finishes as a top six fantasy quarterback. If he can run for his average of 200, 250 yards, let's give him three rushing touchdowns. You know, we'll give him 42 to 4,500 passing yards, 30 to 35 passing touchdowns, and all but last year and his rookie season, he had seven interceptions. Last year, he went off the map. It was horrendous. 15 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. If he can stay at that seven interception mark, that means more scoring opportunities, more yardage, less negative points for the interceptions. And the offensive line is going to help him to stay less under pressure and eliminate the sacks. He was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year with 50 in 12 games. That cannot happen, and it won't happen behind arguably the best offensive line in the NFL and right now ranked number two from Pro Football Focus. Bowl prediction number one, Carson Wentz finishes a top 12 quarterback. Bowl prediction number two, he finishes top six. Right now I've got him QB 16, but if anything happens with Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson and they fall out of that for whatever reason, Carson Wentz is going to jump two spots. There's a couple guys up there I'm a little bit wishy-washy about. You know, there's Matthew Stafford's, there's Ryan Tannehill's, there's Baker Mayfield's, there's Joe Burrow's, right? There's Jalen Hurts. I like all those guys currently over Carson Wentz, but if we get any weird stuff coming out of um, those camps over the offseason, I think Carson Wentz can potentially jump a couple of those guys too. And frankly, I'm okay having Carson Wentz as a middle QB2 because that's going to allow people to draft him around then. And if he's your quarterback too, in single quarterback leagues, just like your backup bye week guy, I think that's a steal. And if he's your QB two in super flex leagues, I think he could potentially be a QB one. And now you're battling both of them. So 
I've never been high on Carson Wentz. I'm trying to temper my expectations right now, but my research tells me that minimum he should have a tremendous upgrade from last year in Philadelphia. So finishing as a back-end QB2 last year in 12 games with a terrible offensive line, no wide receivers, his boy Zach Ertz pretty much out, and a shaky run game with shaky coaching and no confidence from the front office, clearly, and a rookie you know, looking to to take his position eventually, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz still finishes a QB2, back in QB2. I think he can be minimum a middle QB2, high-end QB2, and like I said in my bull predictions, potentially a QB1 or even better, a middle QB1 if he has that rushing opportunity. Let me know what you feel in the comments. Once again, you're listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. This has been a player spotlight of new Colts quarterback Carson Wentz, current ECR, QB 17, current ADP, QB 19 in the 12th round. I've got him right now at QB 16. My bold prediction is that he finishes top 12 or top 6, and I might have to raise him from number 16 as well. Let me know what you feel in the comments here on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. Hit that bell so you don't miss any alerts. Leave a rate and review anywhere you listen to the podcast, please. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter, at my name, Sky Guasco, S-K-Y-G-U-A-S-C-O. And you can find me on Instagram as well, Fantasy Football underscore TCK Pod. Make sure to listen to the podcast on the Believe Podcast Networks, our new family, the Believe Podcast Networks. You can find us anywhere on there. And once again, I want to give a shout out one more time to our three sponsors, the Jersey Jungle you know that you can find those authentic jerseys there at the Jersey Jungle. Use the promo code TCK to receive 10% off of one or two jerseys, 15% off of three jerseys at the Jersey Jungle on Instagram. Next up, we have Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. 10% off of your order of banana-based, not banana-flavored hot sauce. TCK is the promo code there, seekthespice.com. And our newest sponsor, Red Zone Draft Boards. They have a Red Zone Draft Kit. They have the board, they have the stickers, they have uh, the Smack Talk banners, they have awesome uh, rings, they have trophies, everything you're going to need for draft season, for your live drafts as we get out of quarantine. Hit up Red Zone, use the promo code TCK for 10% off. Once again, this is the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Sky Guasco. Bobby and I will be in tomorrow for a duo episode, and then he will have his player spotlight as well. Episode 403 in the books. Have a great start to your week, everybody. I'll catch you next time. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.